Chapter Four of Working for God by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. To each one his work. As a man sojourning in another country, having given authority to his servants, to each one his work, commanded the porter also to watch. Mark chapter thirteen verse thirty four what i have said in a previous chapter of the failure of the church to do her master's work or even clearly to insist upon the duty of its being done by every member has often led me to ask the question what must be done to arouse the church to a right sense of her calling this little book is an attempt to give the answer working for god must take a very different and much more definite place in our teaching and training of christ's disciples than it has done in studying the question i have been very much helped by the life and writings of a great educationist the opening sentence of the preface to his biography tells us edward thring was unquestionably the most original and striking figure in the schoolmaster world of his time in england he himself attributes his own power and success to the prominence he gave to a few simple principles and the faithfulness with which he carried them out at any sacrifice i have found them as suggestive in regard to the work of preaching as of teaching and to state them will help to make plain some of the chief lessons this book is meant to teach the root principle that distinguished his teaching from what was current at the time was this every boy in school the dullest must have the same attention as the cleverest at eton where he had been educated and had come out first he had seen the evil of the opposite system the school kept up its name by training a number of men for the highest prizes while the majority were neglected he maintained that this was dishonest there could be no truth in a school which did not care for all alike every boy had some gift every boy needed special attention every boy could with care and patience be fitted to know and fulfil his mission in life apply this to the church every believer the feeblest as much as the strongest has the calling to live and work for the kingdom of his lord every believer has equally a claim on the grace and power of the holy spirit according to his gifts to fit him for his work and every believer has a right to be taught and helped by the church for the service our lord expects of him it is when this truth every believer the feeblest to be trained as a worker for god gets its true place that there can be any thought of the church fulfilling its mission not one can be missed because the master gave to every one his work another of thring's principles was this it is a law of nature that work is pleasure see to make it voluntary and not compulsory do not lead the boys blindfold show them why they have to work what its value will be what interest can be awakened in it what pleasure may be found in it a little time stolen as he says for that purpose from the ordinary teaching will be more than compensated for by the spirit which will be thrown into the work 
what a field is opened out here for the preacher of the gospel in the charge he has of christ's disciples to unfold before them the greatness the glory the divine blessedness of the work to be done to show its value in the carrying out of god's will and gaining his approval in our becoming the benefactors and saviours of the perishing in developing that spiritual vigour that nobility of character that spirit of self-sacrifice which leads to the true bearing of christ's image a third truth thring insisted on specially was the need of inspiring the belief in the possibility yea the assurance of success in gaining the object of pursuit that object is not much knowledge not every boy can attain to this the drawing out and cultivation of the power there is in himself this is for every boy and this alone is true education as a learner's powers of observation grow under true guidance and teaching and he finds within himself a source of power and pleasure he never knew before he feels a new self beginning to live and the world around him gets a new meaning he becomes conscious of an infinity of unsuspected glory in the midst of which we go about our daily tasks becomes lord of an endless kingdom full of light and pleasure and power if this be the law and blessing of a true education what light is shed on the calling of all teachers and leaders in christ's church the know ye nots of scripture that ye are the temple of god that christ is in you that the holy spirit dwelleth in you acquire a new meaning it tells us that the one thing that needs to be wakened in the heart of christians is the faith in the power that worketh in us as one comes to see the worth and the glory of the work to be done as one believes in the possibility of his too being able to do that work well as one learns to trust a divine energy the very power and spirit of god working in him he will in the fullest sense become conscious of a new life with an infinity of unsuspected glory in the midst of which we go about our daily task and become lord of an endless kingdom full of light and pleasure and power this is the royal life to which god has called all his people the true christian is one who knows god's power working in himself and finds it his true joy to have the very life of god flow into him and through him and out from him to those around we must learn to believe in the power of littles of the value of every individual believer as men are saved one by one they must be trained one by one for work we must believe that work for christ can become as natural as much an attraction and a pleasure in the spiritual as in the natural world we must believe and teach that every believer can become an effective worker in his sphere are you seeking to be filled with love to souls end of chapter four